Hey guys, I hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to another episode of Steph Superhero Mom. So what are we going to talk about today? To be honest, I haven't decided yet what I want to share with you guys. Um, however, I want to tell you uh, what happened to me like in about the, la- the last um, six months, ten months or so. Yeah. So this year has been a very hard year for me and I had to cope with shitload of stuff. Uh, it all started in February this year uh, when I had to undergo some uh, medical um, investigations and then some medical treatment. Um, and then I was unable to train for quite a few weeks, months. Uh, then we traveled. So I couldn't, you know, I didn't travel whilst we, we, I didn't train whilst we were traveling. Um, and then I had an injury. Um, my, I had a, a shoulder injury, which prevented me from training for a while. And then I had a, uh, uh, muscle weakness uh, in the other arm so I couldn't train for a few months again so it's been a very challenging year from um, you know from from my perspective as in my inability to actually train and and stick to my training and stick to my routine Um, so what happened is that like anybody else out there when you don't train you actually um, in general you gain weight okay now, there are many reasons why you actually gained the weight. It could be because you started eating junk. It could be because you started eating rubbish food um, or sweets or you just don't care about yourself anymore. It could be because you have given up on yourself and because you have to deal with these sort of circumstances, you just, you know, you just like, you know what, if I can't train, then there's no point in me doing, uh, taking any sort of actions for me to be better. So I might as well just like, you know, binge it as much as I can, like if I don't train, you know, uh, then perhaps because, um, you know, shit got serious, like um, from a, a financial point of view, or from a relationship point of view, or from a health point of view, so therefore you were just willing to, <coughs> you're seeking this emotional numbers, yeah, like, uh, let me eat, or let me drink, or let me smoke, or let me smoke weed, uh, perhaps the pain will go away, which unfortunately, this is not how life works. So, you know, we always have to deal with events, and there's always something happening. As human beings, we always go through some stuff. Um, at no point in my life, I can say that I didn't have to to deal with something, like, for example, ah, as part of this year as well, like in May um, this year, uh, my grandma died um, and I couldn't even attend the funerals. So it's just, you know, and she had a very, a very, it was cancer. So she had a very tough way of, you know, living this world. Um, and my mom was a mess. And it's just like, you know, stuff always happens. You know what I did? Like my mom called me. She told me like, you know, that's it. It's finished. Uh, she's gone. And I couldn't go for the funerals. And then the next day I was in the gym like first thing in the morning I was in the gym because that was my coping mechanism okay I go on the treadmill and I fucking just murder the treadmill I just go there and I leave all my all all my grief all my sadness I just that was my way of taking it out okay um and like when I told mom that I went gym and that's my way of mourning she just said that I'm like completely crazy and I lost it and perhaps it did look like that from the outside but that was my coping mechanism. So when you go through stuff um, and you can't 
you can't reach for that coping mechanism, uh, you it's very likely for you to regress, okay? Or perhaps start a new addiction just simply because you just, you don't feel grounded. Like you don't know what to do. You don't know which way to go. You're just like so confused. You don't know where to get that strength from to actually cope with life. And this inability to cope is one of the reasons why we make such poor decisions uh, at, at certain times um, in our life. Like, I remember I watched this um, documentary and it was about um, heroin, cocaine um, um, consumers. It was somewhere in America and there was this guy. Uh, he was quite an intelligent guy. I think I think he was well-educated and he had like a brilliant job before he discovered um, The Hobbit. And I think from the documentary, if I remember correctly, his um, his father died or something like that, and he just he couldn't cope with the pain. Um, and then he discovered drugs, and that was it. From from that point onward, he just you know started drinking, um, and he just gave up on on life pretty much on everything. And now, if you ask him, um, he he was saying um, at that point when the video was done that. It was a, it's a choice for him. Like, he's completely aware of his choice. He wants to be a homeless doing drugs. He prefers this life rather than, um, you know, cleaning himself off, getting off, getting a job, uh, and then, you know, getting a house and just, you know, be have a shelter and take care of himself again. So he was saying that it, it's his choice. Do you guys believe that being homeless, that like living on the streets, like doing drugs, which can can kill you? I mean, he was ODing like once per month. Do you really think that that is by choice? Because in my opinion, that is pure addiction. And it's the addiction is so high that you don't even know that it's happening anymore. Okay, like you don't know it's there. You, you just you don't acknowledge it as an addiction anymore. You see it as a coping mechanism with life. And when you see something as a coping mechanism, a coping mechanism in your head, it's positive. It helps you pull through shit. Okay. That's how I would say it. So when you say coping mechanism, even if it's the worst freaking addiction in the world, because your brain, your your mind sees it as a coping mechanism, well, then you are going to actually see it as the best solution to your problem. Um, overeating, over drinking, smoking, drugs, weed, whatever options are out there, compulsive sex as well. Why not? It, it, it's an addiction. Do you really think that all these things are the real solution to whatever problem you're dealing with right now? Uh, because I highly doubt, to be honest. Okay. So that brings me back to my point. Like, okay, for, for example, in my case, Training is my coping mechanism because I had, you know, um, from a medical point of view, I didn't have clearance to train and then I had my injuries, so I couldn't train again. So I had to develop new coping mechanisms because without a, a healthy coping mechanism, what you're going to do is you're going to regress. I mean, I have a past of smoking. I have a past of over drinking. I have a past of uh, overeating. I have all the foundation for me to return to bad habits for me to return to to a you know a life where I don't have control over my habits at all. So I was like, okay, you know what? This year seems to be a pretty hard year. Uh, my body sort of you know has given up on me on like training, and then you know I had my health condition as well. So I was like, okay, you know what? I need to find something. I need to find a freaking coping mechanism. And what I did is. Um, 
I started reading more. I mean, I've always, I've always read a lot. Um, I mean, not always since I was 16. That's when I discovered reading. Um, so I started reading more, okay, to get my time. I wanted to, to, to get my time filled up with constructive things, okay, with things that can add to, 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 to my knowledge, um, to my intelligence, uh, to my emotions. I, I wanted to grow, okay? I, I wasn't ready to give up on myself, and I had to find something that would help me grow, and so I chose reading. So I got to the point where, you know, because I couldn't train, and I, I, I would have, like, more time um, to do something else. I would, you know, if the book is within 200 pages or so, I would actually read um, a book per week, so that helped me cope with everything. It was a, a healthy, another healthy mechanism that I actually um, developed this year in order to cope with my um, with my life because my number one coping mechanism, training, was not actually available to me. And it's just like it's so hard to develop new coping, healthy coping mechanisms, and it's so easy to actually revert to the bad ones. Why am I saying that? Um, you know, despite uh, despite my, it wasn't an attempt because it was a successful one, uh, but despite the fact that I developed um, a healthy, another healthy um, coping mechanism, um, I, I also gained weight, okay? I gained 10 pounds in, in the last year. That's very unusual to me. I mean, the maximum weight um, that I gain or I lose, like, my variation in my weight, it's in between two to three pounds maximum. I either lose two pounds or either gain two pounds, uh, but 10 pounds is a lot, okay? that That's a big question mark for my choices throughout the year. Um, so, you know, despite trying to, to, to build new healthy coping mechanisms um, in order to deal with my life and with this year, I still managed to gain weight. And how did that happen? I was still eating healthy. I mean, I eat healthy. I cannot eat greasy food. I cannot eat junk food. I cannot eat uh, sweets. I cannot. I, I, I can't. Like, I get headaches. I, I, I get stomach aches. I feel like puking. My teeth are hurting from the sugar. I can't do those things, okay? I don't do them. So what happened? How did I gain this weight, you're going to ask? I gained this weight by eating healthy, which sounds freaking crazy, but that's how I gained the weight. I've been eating healthy throughout the whole year, but what happened is, one, I reduced my physical activity. Yeah, it went down, whoop, it went south because of, you know, my inability to train. And then I increased the quantity of the food that I was actually eating. Did I realize that I increased it? Of course not. If I did, I wouldn't have gained this weight. It was so super freaking unconsciously, unconsciously. I did it unconsciously, okay? And all because I had the background of being, um, you know, that background of overeating and of being fat and of being obese and of reverting to food whenever shit gets serious. Um, and that's what I did. I mean, I increased the, the amount of food that I was eating without even acknowledging it. Uh, I was like, okay, you know what? I gained one pound, two pound, three pound. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. I'm not training these days. It's all right. It's normal to gain some weight. And then as I approached the end of the year, I was like, Shit, I actually gained 10 pounds uh, within the last six months to a year or so, which, which, which is huge for me. For me, it's huge. Um, so it just, it just raised many, many concerns regarding my choices. And it just made me realize how easy it is for all of us to fall into our old shoes, if you want to call it that. Yeah, like to, it, it's so easy. It's so natural. And despite, 
you know, despite this fight that you, that you put out there every day to be better, there comes a time when you are vulnerable and boom, it hits you hard and it just takes you back. Um, when I was 22 years old and I started my, my, my first transformation where I lost 90 pounds um, and I started drinking less and I started smoking less and I was taking more care of myself. And, and what happened is that, you know, consciously I was, I was fighting these addictions and I was trying to make better choices for myself. And then I started to understand why am I doing all these things? What, what is the root of it? What is causing it? Is it a choice or is it an addiction? If it's an addiction, how, how did it start? Um, why did I go for it? What actually I'm trying to do um, through these addictions? Am I trying to reach a more fulfilled life? Am I trying to numb my emotions? Like, what am I trying to do? Why am I doing these things to myself? Yeah. So then you 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 start asking yourself these questions, and and you just don't like you can't understand. Like you know, I was twenty two. I defeated all those things. I I I managed to create a better life for myself, and then I get vulnerable. Uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven years later, and I refer to that old shit like. Why would I do that? It's been so long since I've been doing those things. Like, why would I revert? Like, why would, why do I feel inside of me that it's so easy to revert back to that? Why my first thought in coping with my life right now is to go and get a fucking beer? Why my first thought in coping with my life right now is to go and smoke a cigarette and have a beer? Why not read a book? Why not take my child to the park? Why not uh, join some sort of mastermind group where we just, I don't know, some charity kind of shit where we do something to change the world and make it a better place? Like, why am I not doing those things? And, and it's just crazy. It's just crazy how easy it is to revert to your old habits. So I would say that... Um, the first thing that you could do when, when you become vulnerable and you feel like, oh shit, I'm going to step into my old shoes. The first thing you could do is to actually, you know, think it through again. Like, why, why did you start that addiction in the first place? And why did you stop it whenever you stopped it? Okay. Uh, for example, I've, I started my overeating since I was a kiddo. I've been overeating since the day I know myself. I became aware of myself up to the point of 22 years old. And the reason why I was overeating is because I grew up with an abusive father is because I would get beaten. I would get beaten by him. I would get beaten by, by extended family, by uncles, by uh, aunties, by cousins. Like it was a whole line of abuse there. Okay. Um, and I was eating in order to numb my emotions. I was eating because it was my sanctuary. I, I would feel safe. Like the more I would eat, the safer I would feel. Like food was my best friend. Food would understand me. Food was on my side. Food would not freaking beat me. Okay. Uh, and so that's how my food addiction started. And it carried on as I was growing up because although I would get beaten less, uh, by my extended family. I would still get beaten by my father, but uh, I would get beaten less by my extended family. Um, what happened is that you you just, the abuse gets other forms, other shapes, okay? It becomes psychological, it becomes emotional, uh, it becomes, um, you know, blackmailing. It just, it gets other forms and other shapes. But one way or another, you are still uh, using, I was still using food as a way to actually cope with my emotions. 
so that's how my food addiction started. I stopped my food addiction when I was 22 years old. Why did I stop my food addiction? My body was sending me the signals that you have to stop this shit. I mean, I was starting to get health issues. Uh, I was, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't in control of my body anymore. Okay, like I got to the point like I was the fattest I've ever been in my life. I'm five feet tall, and at that point, I was weighing around 230 pounds or maybe more. I stopped checking my weight at 230 pounds because it was simply too fucking painful um, to look at the scale at the number on the scale. So. That I am at 22 years old uh, with a body which was falling apart, sending me all the signals that, yo, you got to do something. Like, you can't live like this anymore. So, you know, it was going to be like, you know, get uh, uh, worse and worse and worse or take control over your life uh, and make a fucking change and take care of yourself because you're young and you deserve a second chance to life. So I just got to the point where, okay, food is an addiction. Are you going to let food control your life? Are you going to fucking shake off all that, you know, pain and everything that you've been through and actually take control over food and take control over your life? And it was a life or death decision, if you think of it. I mean, I wasn't far from a heart attack. I wasn't far from uh, liver complications. I wasn't far from anything. So it was a life and death sort of decision. And I was like, you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm going to choose for the first time in my life, I'm going to choose to be alive. I'm going to choose to be in control. I'm going to choose to actually make a, um, an informed decision, a, a reasonable a, a reasoning, a, whatever you want to call it, uh, regarding my life, yeah? And I did that. And I started losing weight. Then I started defeating the food addiction. And how do I know that I actually defeated the food addiction? Is because although I would be, uh, you know, go to parties or gatherings or, or family celebrations or whatever you want, and there was shitload of food there, food that before I would just like finish the whole plate by myself. And I was just looking at it and I'm like, I don't want that shit. I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel amazing. I look amazing. I'm extraordinary. Why? Why would I put that food inside my mouth? The same food that brought me so much misery. The same food that, you know, got me to over 230 pounds. The same food that put my health in danger. And that was the moment when I gained full, full, full control over my, over, and it's not just over the nutrition itself, over the mindset, okay? Like my mindset, it was like, I don't need food to be alive. I'm more alive than ever by eating the right things and just eating what's necessary, just by fueling my body and not eating out of pleasure anymore. You, you see my point? When you're addicted, you go for the foods that give you pleasure, okay? Temporary pleasure, of course, as we know. So now I wasn't going for those sort of foods anymore. I'm like, yo, I need fuel, I need carbs, protein, fat, give me that shit. I need fuel in my body, boom, that's it, job done. That's what it came to, you know what I mean? So it was just amazing. So I identified why I started eating. I identified why I needed to stop eating. So right now this year when I had to cope with so much shit and this year when I was like everything was so challenging and and I like my emotions, my mind, my body and I was so 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 vulnerable on so many areas of my life um I was thinking like, man, maybe I should overeat. Maybe I should get myself a box of fucking ice cream. Just sit on the sofa and eat that shit. Like, finish that shit. Or maybe I should just get myself a, a, a full pizza and, and, and eat that. And just, you know, try and think my life through and my decisions and see if it's going to get any better. And of course, that's not going to happen. Of course, that's just, you know, lying to yourself. Of course, that's never going to lead you anywhere to any good. Um, so... 
I, you know, I sat down for a few minutes. Uh, actually, it was more than a few minutes. It was about an hour. And I'm like, okay, this is what you're going through right now. This is how vulnerable you are right now. What do you feel like doing? Okay, you feel like overeating. Why do you feel like overeating? Because I'm going through the shit and I'm vulnerable. Cool. How did you develop the addiction in the first place? So I went back. I went back to those memories. I went back to that understanding that I got when I was 22 years old. I'm like, this, this is how I started eating. That's why I was eating. That's what eating caused. Okay, you need to know what extra, um, extra eating, additional eating, overeating has actually caused you over the years. Um, and then I went uh, back to when I identified um, when I identified that overeating is an addiction, and when I decided to to break that cycle. And there I am, I go back there and I'm like, okay, why did I stop eating? Because I was, uh, you know, obese, because I had, I had health issues, because I was uncomfortable, because I had lacked confidence, because I was unemployed, because I didn't have the courage to go out there and just like reach for my life, because everything in my life was falling apart, because I was doing uh, poor decisions when it came to relationships, because everything was super fucking shit in my life and no plan, no plan, nothing was going right. I'm like, okay, cool. So do you want to go back there? Do you want to go back to overeating and then having to cope with the same shit? And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And so although I gained 10 pounds within uh, the last year, I guarantee you 100% that it could have been 60, 70, 80 pounds if I had given up on myself and if I had just embraced overeating like the way I used to before. That's the final conclusion, okay? So instead of doing that, I replaced it with reading. I replaced it with walking more to the park with my son. I replaced it uh, with other activities. Fuck it. I replaced it with fucking baking. I found myself baking at some point. Okay, shit that I wouldn't do before. Baking healthy, by the way. But it's still baking and I was still eat that shit, which is bad. But at least, at least I was trying to fill up my time with some more, uh, with stuff that would keep me away from temptation, from beer, from smoking, from eating, from all those addictions that I used to have when I was young. Okay, so let's conclude this video. Okay, let's conclude it. It goes like this. Guys, if you feel vulnerable at any point, if you feel like you have to cope with shit, if you feel like life is hard, if you feel like life is unfair, if you feel like there's no fucking escape from whatever shit you're going through right now, all you have to do is go back in time, make a list of all the addictions that you used to have, then make a list on why did you start those addictions in the first place, then make a list on why did you stop, and then weigh in if it's worthy to actually bring that addiction back. Think if it's worthy to bring it back and then have to stop it again. Think if the price that you have to pay by bringing that addiction back, if it's worthy to be paid, okay? It could be any sort of addiction in any form. That's all I can say. You never know where is it hiding. Now, before I end up this video, um, don't forget to get uh, my book, How to Be a Fit Mom. Uh, 15 Steps to Have It All is a book for moms who are ready to take control over their lives. It's a book for moms who are ready to own their life, who are ready to understand why they need to make changes to their lives, how to make those changes permanent, and how to make the most of their freaking life. There you go. It's here. How to be a fit mom. You have the link in the description. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I'm fighting a cold these days. Uh, <clears throat> 
So get your book, <clears throat> get your book, guys, uh, and just develop good, healthy coping mechanisms because life is always hard. You will always find yourself vulnerable and the better you can cope with life, better decisions you're going to make for yourself, for your family, for everybody around you, but especially for yourself. That's it for today. Take care. It was great and brilliant uh, to be with you today.